five inches of beauty. All right, welcome back to another edition of Hammer the Over, brought to you by Model 284. It is Wednesday, September 13th. I'm Fred West. With me is Evan Drawn. Evan, have you recovered from this weekend? We're, we're, we're getting close. Yeah, um, almost there. Yeah, feeling feeling the effects of Hurricane Irma over the weekend. Yeah, um, you I got think, hit. Yeah, how are you? I'm fine. I'm, yeah, uh, it took me it took no. me a minute. I got a little bit too excited for NFL on TV. Let that uh, take over my Sunday a little bit. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I'm starting to feel like a normal person again. Okay, we're getting there. Yeah, Good. we're coming back out of the clouds. Um, but, yeah, uh, NFL is back in a big way. Had a full Sunday of games, full slate. And uh, hey, look at that. We're figuring it out. Yeah, we're getting there. And uh, it's just great to see. It's great to have him back. Meaningful football. Yeah. I mean, it, it started last Thursday with uh, kind of an obscure game. Mm-hmm. and what people expected. But um, football is officially back. It's a long season. A lot can happen. So let's dive into it. Yeah, with that, let's uh, dive into the games. Thursday night, as you mentioned, Chiefs shock the Patriots at home 42-27. Alex Smith goes off. For four touchdowns. Yep. Kareem Hunt, welcome to the NFL. Okay. Fumbles his first play, <laughs> recovers for 148 rush shards, 98 more receiving yards, and three total touchdowns. Yeah, he, he buried me in my fantasy league this year. Uh-huh. We actually had a really, really unique situation going. Uh, we had our draft during the Thursday night game. We did. Um, yeah, I guess we both did. I'm, I don't know what I'm thinking. Other side of the table. Still recovering. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that, was, that was pretty weird. I mean, I got hit because guy i played hanzik this week buried me with kareem and you guys declare if you're gonna play the guy or not and at that point he probably had about 150 total yards mm-hmm. and two touchdowns two TVs, yeah so. he had his eyes downfield he saw him yeah so nice play josh but yeah patriots uh come up short um time to panic not a chance no patriots no still toast to the afc probably yep. toast to the nfl um this is classic although i will say the defense looks a little shaky so we'll see yeah. how that shakes out uh, yeah um, Steelers on Sunday played the Browns. Actually, tighter game than a lot of people probably thought. Yeah. Uh, Steelers 21, Browns 18. Antonio Browns picks up right where he left off, 182 yards. Yeah, I think he had 11, 11 catches on 11, 11 targets. Yeah, that's Sorry, Lots of 11s going on there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, Le'Veon a little quiet, but still good enough to get it done, I yeah. think. I think saw something about Big Ben being like the winningest quarterback, and yeah, that's one of my favorite stats. I mean, yeah. that's incredible. Brown Stadium since like '99 or something. Yeah. He's won more games there than any quarterback, including every Cleveland quarterback. Yeah, I mean, if that doesn't make you pack the bags and ditch town, if yeah. you're an NFL fan, that's I don't tough. What's gonna those poor, those poor Cleveland Browns fans? Uh, Lions upset Cardinals 35-23. I suppose it wasn't a huge upset. It's just the way that it happened. Stafford, four touchdowns. Yeah. Making I mean, good on that contract. Yeah, right. Coming off the big payday. I, I like the Lions, honestly. I mean, I don't like them, but I think they're a dangerous team. They can put up points, and if you can do that in this league. Yeah, that's can, true. You can stick around. It is. It almost seems like people forgot that Stafford just hucks the ball. Oh, and, yeah. And they can put up points. Cardinals looked bad. Um, be interesting to see how they rebound, especially with the – uh, David Johnson injury. Yep. Um, Jaguars take down the Texans 29 to 9. Fournette rushed for 100 yards. Um, and on the Texans side of the ball, they had Sean Watson uh, take yeah, over for Savage. In. How about that week one? I mean, why not? A lot of people are saying that that should have happened right away. I mean, you spent the draft pick on him. Obviously, Tom Savage isn't going to be your quarterback. Right. Um, might as well just. Let, let the kid play. Yeah, meanwhile, you got Tony Romo calling plays from the booth. And yeah, that was wild. Maybe that could have been your quarterback. Um, yeah, but uh, be interesting to see with the Texans. I mean, a lot of people have them as as kind of like the maybe the best team in the AFC South. Yeah. And they have a good defense, but obviously nothing doing on offense. No. Nine points against the Jaguars, that's tough. Um, good for I heard it was something like the first time the Jaguars have been above 500 in like six years. Yeah, one and all. We'll awesome. take it. Awesome. Raiders and the return of Marshawn Lynch defeat the Titans 26-16. This is yeah. one of the better matchups, I think, of the day. Definitely. Uh, Marshawn looks like he hasn't really missed a beat. No. He rushed for 76 yards. Busting through tackles. Yeah, I mean, it, like the Raiders seem like kind of a, like a hot pick to maybe regress this year a little bit. They had a great year last year, but it looks like they, they're going to pick up right where they left off. And uh, I actually still like this Titans team. I think speaking I of the AFC South, they're probably the best team. Yeah, definitely. Um, with Houston offensively for sure yeah 
with Houston looking like they can't score, um, I still like the Titans. Uh, Eagles beat the Redskins 30-17. to Wentz tosses for over 300 yards and two touchdowns. I like the Eagles this year. I think they're going to give Dallas a run for their money in the NFC East. Yeah, that NFC East could be wide open. I mean, I think those definitely the, the two front runners there, but I do like Wentz in his sophomore season here. Uh, got a couple more receivers at his at his side, so we'll mm-hmm. see. I like it. It's going to be interesting to watch the NFC East. Uh, Ravens blanket the Bengals 20 to nothing. Andy Dalton throws four picks, had like a 28 uh, rating, passer rating. Um, his QBR was like 0.6 or something. Yeah, I think he might have had a ter- uh, fumble too. I mean, five total turnovers at home against a division rival. I mean, yeah. That is just awful That's like you so can't bad. you cannot start a season any worse than that i will say if you checked out uh, man versus model on model 284 i said there was no way that this was going over and uh i stay i get 10 10 times out of 10 i'm taking a ravens Bengals game to go under yeah. i don't care how many stats you throw at me and how many times they've gone over in the past that game goes under 100 uh falcons and bears in a tighter one than you might expect 23 to 17 and glennon with four shots at the end zone in the last like minute to tie it or win it and uh yeah i actually you know i think there's something to be said for the super bowl hangover for the falcons and getting there and maybe taking a minute to get back but i actually think that this bears team is going to keep a lot of games close yeah i think that might be the bigger story here i think the bears are better than people think and it's not necessarily the falcons are any worse but uh yeah interesting to see that yeah I mean, glennon could be their guy their front seven on d is legit yeah and uh Kevin White just can't stay healthy. No, poor dude. What poor is that? Dude. Three, three, three years in a row. Three like completely different injuries. Yeah, poor guy. Did you hear in the offseason they had to like they were showing him highlights of college to like remind him that he used to be good at football. Okay, this like, try to give him confidence. It used to be like let's this, see if you can. You used to play just, well. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he doesn't remember what football is. Poor guy. He's just been watching from the sidelines. That's so. tough. Yeah. Uh, Bills beat the Jets twenty-one to twelve in maybe the most meaningless game this season yeah definitely got blacked out didn't it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> who knows uh rams 46 colts nine uh in front of like no one you see that they yeah had, like la had like no like not selling out an nfl game like blows my mind well and they say what that coliseum holds like ninety thousand people yeah i mean i guess there's something but i mean well, how many people are in la there's like 50 billion people in la yeah i mean come on you it's should be able football to, it's right? football Nice. I guess there's more to do in L.A. than watch the Rams, but uh, Colts look like they're in trouble, especially if Andrew Luck can't get back in the next, like, now. Yeah, I think they're probably rushing him through this uh, yeah. this recovery I, right now and just saying, hey, this is – it can't get any worse. Just yeah, there. yeah, it's either that or it's like, hey, this team sucks anyway. You might as well, like, or heal all the, the way. Off. Just take the season off. Yeah. We'll just call this one call this one good. Um, Scott Tolzien. Oh. When you're trotting him out to start a game, you know you're in trouble. Yeah, that's when you know. Uh, Carolina Panthers beat the 49ers 23 to three. Yeah. Um, I actually I watched a little bit of this game and I wasn't overly impressed with Carolina and Cam. He was a little sporadic, and the Niners actually moved the ball all right. They had chances. They just Where? didn't 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 convert. Yeah. Um, so I think that score is a little bit misleading, but yeah, I mean, 49ers are probably one of the worst teams in the NFL. We'll see. Yeah, the, the bottom heap is uh, pretty nasty looking right yeah. now, but I think they're difference between the top above and the bottom. rest. Yeah. Uh, Sunday night football, you had the Cowboys at 19, Giants 3. Odell doesn't play, and yeah. the Giants can't move the ball. Not a bit. I, you know, I thought this was going to be a, a chance for B. Marsh to, I mean, show that he's still legit in this league, and I thought Odell slides out. B. Marsh is your number one target, and honestly, I don't. I mean, don't think he made hardly any impact. I watched, I think, the first half of that game. Yeah, um, still in recovery mode at that yeah. point. So my uh, brain wasn't firing quite at all cylinders at that point. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think the Giants can do a whole lot without him on the field. No, he doesn't. I mean, that offense looks just pretty much miserable. They need a playmaker. Yeah, um, and that was that was my over of the week. Uh, I did not nail it. Yeah. Oh, speaking of my over of the week, we missed that one. Packers seventeen, Seahawks nine. Good call, Fred. Bring that back. Yeah, I'd like to try that one again. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's try again this week. I'm yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, not good next week. But yeah, I mean, talk about a, those those two games. Those were kind of the big games on Sunday, I'd say. Cowboys, Giants, Packers, Seahawks. Yeah, both kind of does. Kind of lackluster. Yeah. Um, Monday night football. You had our Vikings twenty nine. 
New Orleans Saints, 19. Sammy Sleeves throwing for 346 yards and three touchdowns. Dalvin Cook breaking the uh, um, first-game rookie rushing, yeah. rushing record for the Vikes with 127 yards. Thielen, I mean, guy just catches balls, 157 yards. He's got incredible hands. Diggs with some highlight reel catches, one in the end zone, yep. two other, one other touchdown. Um, we'll talk about this a little more with our guy Tom, but uh, yeah, good start. You know he'll be breaking it down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, loved what I saw. Sammy looked incredible. I, I think there was one throw on, I think, their first scoring drive that he threw to Jarius Wright. Yeah, he was falling backwards, and incredible. you couldn't even see him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you put that football right there, and I don't know how Jarius – knew to expect it because it was i think it was double coverage it was unbelievable that was incredible i actually was listening to a podcast have you ever heard of the guy seeing something or other he's like this irish dude that like is like supposed to be some sort of quarterback expert no gotta be the only irish man in the world like football (laughs) i don't think so it's a weird deal listening to like a guy with like a british or irish accent like talk about football because you've never heard it before right but he was saying that like that throw like regardless of whether or not the secondary for the saints is good or bad or obviously they're very young but like that kind of throw is gonna that's a good throw no matter who's throwing it and who's catching it and who's playing defense because you literally could not see yeah like, who he was throwing if you can execute that play I yeah mean, unbelievable other monday night game broncos 24 over the chargers 21 um, to be honest with you, I fell asleep about oh, yeah. like halfway through this game. Yeah. Um, but they uh, the Chargers covered, so money in my pockets. Wake up, wake, wake up, up see and that check news. the score. First thing I do, check the score. Three had him at plus three and a half. Pretty nice Tuesday morning. Love that. Some other uh, just odds and ends out of the first week of the NFL. David Johnson's going to be out two to three months. The wrist, hand, somewhere yeah, in there. And I think, wrist he had, or hand. I think he had a successful surgery today. I always yeah. love that when they hit on the successful surgery. Yeah. How many like unsuccessful surgeries do these NFL players have? I mean, has, I don't know if there's ever been one. Yeah, they um, get like the literally the, the best like, doctor in the like states. Like, what if like what if somehow David Johnson died today on the on the table? Yeah, like unsuccessful, unsuccessful surgery. surgery. Actually, he didn't come he out. Passed away. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's terrible. It'd be a terrible about, but it happens to people, but it doesn't yeah. happen to NFL stars. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, that's going to pretty much ruin the Cardinals' season and anyone who drafted him first overall with their fantasy team. Yeah, that's that's tough luck. Mm-hmm. Hate to see it. Uh, also, Allen Robinson's out for the year, uh, torn ACL. Yeah, I'm paying the price on that one. Are you? Yeah. It's a tough break. Jags, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, the Jaguars probably aren't going to like contend but, like this year, said, but hey, you never know. 500. Hey, they're 1-0. Uh, Brian Cushing cannot stop taking steroids. <laughs> Suspended for, I think, the 15th time for PEDs. 10 games. Yeah. I think I saw he's going to be fined like $4 million, too. I, it's He's everything about Brian Cushing screams steroids. <laughs> like, he's the guy that would, like, smack his head. You see that in, like, hard knocks? He'd be, like, smacking his head against other guys' helmets when he didn't have his helmet on. Yeah, that's... Like, like he's the kind of guy that, like, bloodies his face before playing because I need to taste some blood before I get out there. But you got to give it to him. Guy sticks to what he knows, sticks to what he loves. But, steroids. Um, yeah, steroids. So he loves not steroids. really going to work in the NFL. And maybe the biggest star of the weekend uh, took over your internet on Monday night, Sergio Dip. Oh. With one of the best sideline reports I these these ears and eyes have ever seen and heard. That was incredible. I, I was fortunately there to see mm-hmm. him live, um, and I mean it was it was clearly the you know they had the, it was the B squad for the second Sunday night game. And yeah. The, oh my Sergio's gosh. Yeah, it was first the B report, but like just it just elevated. It was kind of slow, choppy, and then it just erupted. Yeah, and you hit. You don't want to like pile on the guy because it's obviously his second language, and yeah. I know he does like a lot of reporting for ESPN Deportes. But it w- it looked like it was his first time using his vocal cords. <laughs> it it was one of those things that I could listen to over and over and always think is funny. He was just describing things that were happening. Like if you look on your screen, you'll see. It's like what, just talking about their that coach. And yeah, like his diversity sure. is helping him in this game yeah. and having the time of his life. He's having the time of his life. Boom, yeah, that was dynamite. that was pure gold. Yeah, um, good for him. I mean, yeah. he's an internet sensation. I mean, I know, I know Sergio. If, there's, not, if he crushes that that sideline report and does a really good job, gives good insight. No way in hell I know who Sergio Dip is. Not right a chance. Now. Yeah. So, so I know Sergio Dip did it right. right. 
Um, we'll get to our picks and previews uh, later in the podcast after the interview. Um, college football also this weekend. Uh, big game over in Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma upsets OSU, and Baker Mayfield plants the Oklahoma flag right right in the O at the horseshoe. Just buries them. Yeah, I mean another another back to back weeks with top five matchups. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, uh, it's it's tough luck, but I mean you got to play the good opponents to. I guess stay at the top. Yeah, I think this. I mean, I think this win obviously helps Oklahoma more than the loss hurts Ohio State. I think yeah, Ohio I State agree. runs the table and then wins in the Big Ten title. They still get into the playoffs, and Oklahoma. This is a huge win for them, beating a Big Ten team um, on the road. Baker Mayfield, obviously a Heisman candidate, so they uh, they skyrocket up a little bit. Yep. Um, I love to plant the flag in the in the O thing. Yeah, I mean that is he like I, he came back and like apologized the next day too, which I that's so dumb. Like what? Who cares? I, yeah, it's yeah. It's Who's actually offended by that though? Yeah, it's, I mean Ohio State fans maybe, but are you? Stir the don't lose bit. then. Don't yeah, lose like at it. home if you don't want your your flag, your field getting. Yeah, he taken by Baker Mayfield. He claimed his turf. He took it. Not not his problem. Uh, Other big game: Georgia beats uh, Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Notre Dame sucks. The last time they were good was like when Manti Teo was playing. Manti actually, he's playing Monday night against the Vikes, wasn't he? Um, So yeah, Notre Dame's dead. Brian Kelly's a dick. Um, The other (laughs) bit. This is this is great. This is just sad. There's a. A report of a not a report a story about a Murray State player getting married to his fiance now wife after practice at Murray State and that's got to be just the saddest wedding that I've ever heard. Of. I, I like when I first saw it, I could not believe what I was watching. I thought it was a joke. It was it was legitimately sad. It was like the coach, one of his coaches was like ordained, but I mean he probably just got a certificate online. Oh yeah, like, and it was like another. Week, huh? Another coach like holding an umbrella over the poor girl's head, and the guy was in like his practice jersey and stuff at yeah. Murray State. When I, I, when I first heard about it, I heard you know a guy gets married at um, you know midfield on his on his football whatever, and I had no idea he was in his practice gear like fresh off of practice, that is dripping sweat. Every like, every little girl's mouth dream. guard in his ear, you know, like whoa. every little girl's dream to marry the man of her dreams. Sweaty after a college football practice at Murray State, right there. Yeah, but you know what? Love is love. Teach their own. Good for them. Congrats right? to those kids. Happily married. Those two crazy kids. Um, MLB. Cleveland Indians actually just today finished up, uh, or I guess they're still on, 21 straight wins. 21 counting. in American League history. Yeah, and tied the MLB record. Um, I think by far winning 21 games in baseball is more impressive than any streak in any other sport. Yeah, I mean, I would. That might be. I don't know what the, the streak very, is in hockey. I don't think it's high. I don't even think it's that high, to be honest. But – I agree. Winning twenty one games in in baseball is absurd. It's not like in basketball when like the Warriors won like one hundred yeah fifty in a row. It's just there's so much variability within Ooh. every single baseball game, and just think about how many players have to play well. Yeah, how many pitchers have to pitch well? Right. It all starts on the mound, especially, and it's like there's just there's so many different factors that go into a baseball game, and to win twenty one straight, it's it's it is insane. And the, and the Indians are. A very good team. I mean, they're obviously the favorite in the AL now. Mm-hmm. Um, not just because of the streak, but they are clicking. And yeah, they were clicking before the streak. Right. It would, I mean, what, it didn't just come out of nowhere. I no. Mean, that, they, in August, the Twins had the best record in baseball, and I think they gained like two games on the Indians. Yeah. Like they, the Indians have been good, been playing really good ball since the All Star break. Right. So yeah, to be clicking like that and then to reach another level and just, I think, just go invincible out there is yeah. crazy. And that pitching staff is terrifying and this is just god like giving cleveland fans like a bone because obviously their football team has been bad for the last like two decades so. yeah and I, I hope people are going to these games i mean i can't think of much better marketing than hey we just won 21 games in our own so Come i've on, got on. i've got some ties to cleveland and uh so my twitter and some snapchat stuff it's the, the people of cleveland are pretty into they got it. a little presence yeah out. they got some presence out there and I, i'm i'm happy for them yeah it's good uh speaking of the uh al central Twins are two games up in the wild card spot. Yep. Um, currently up one nothing on the Padres. Yep. And last night they won sixteen to nothing and hit a home run in the first seven innings. Seven of the first innings. seven innings. First time that has ever happened in Major League history. Yeah. Think about that. 
Think about like how many Major League Baseball games have been played since like 1898. Yeah, that's incredible. Oh yeah, I mean 162 games a team every year. You could give them all guys a call. I mean, there's like spit that number out for us. Someone would mark. Hey, um, there's been like 21 perfect games or whatever, and there hasn't been. This has never happened one time. Yeah, it's it's one of those like bizarre, obscure stats that yeah. get thrown out there. But I think this one's pretty cool. I mean, I, it's not run. like they were like the the first team to hit a home run in the first three innings, not in the next three, and then three more in the last three innings. Yeah, it's like, like seven with three of them to, on the third pitch of yeah. the at bat of the second. Yeah, the, the, the first guy to hit two doubles, two triples, also strike out and walk. Yeah, no, it's like this is like a real thing. Like they hit it in seven consecutive. There's an limited number and uh, pretty cool. Yeah, twins, we'll twins still it. clicking. They're still alive. I feel like every week we do this, we're saying you know twins are still in it. Twins are still a game up, two games up, I'm half just, game up, and it's they just haven't. Dropped. It's starting to feel kind of real. Uh, it's so, Believe it or not, it's so scary. It is. It's horrifying. But we're up two games uh, right now in the wild card. We got the second spot. Looks like the Yankees are probably going to walk away with that first spot, unless we stay hot. Um, but yeah, I mean, things are looking good. I think right now the twins are at like 61 or 62% chance per the sports nerds out there, uh, yeah, to, uh, to make the playoffs. So, well, what, what kind of percentage do you give Stefan Marbury of uh, making it back to the NBA at age 40? I think this is such a joke. I'm, I'm going a goose egg for Stefan. I, this is one of those things that you see on Twitter and it's like, ugh, all right, somebody's trying to make a high or somebody's trying to make a story here, but Ignore it. You're never going to see it again. He's not coming back. He's 40 years old. And actually, they, they worship this guy in China. Yeah, I know like they do. He's a name for himself. Over yeah, there. he's played in, like, Shanghai and Beijing, and they, they love him over there. Um, but I, like, do you think, like, he gets – obviously, he's a big name. Stefan Marbury is a good player in the NBA for a long time. Had those Marbury – Marbury KG years too, Um, but uh, do you think he gets like a like a tryout? You think you see him shooting baskets with like the Suns or something? I want to see him at this lifetime. I don't know if you're you've been seeing this on Instagram, but that lifetime in New York where all these stud players are just flying out and playing pickup together. Let's throw him in there. There was uh, what was his name? Jordan Bell had a quote. he was guarding LeBron, I think, in one of those situations, and he said, uh, it's nothing like you see on TV. He said, I played the best defense of my life, and it, it didn't matter. Did whatever he wanted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just throwing him around. Yeah. He's that rookie in Golden State, right? Yeah. Jordan Bell? Yeah, yeah. from Oregon. Or, yeah, yeah, from Oregon. And playing in Golden State now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see Stefan Marbury just for a game playing for, like, the Bobcats or something. I think that'd, that'd be, be so sweet. funny. That yeah. tattooed head. Yeah, he's – I mean – I guess I'd watch. I'll say that. Yeah, I'd watch. You'd get a couple extra bumps on here, like Wednesday night basketball. Yeah, be nice. Viewership. All right, now we're going to send it on over to our interview with Minnesota superfan Tom Milne. Um, Buckle up. Get ready. All right, we're welcoming on Minnesota sports superfan Tom Milne to give us a, a quick recap and his thoughts and feelings on the Vikings' big 29-19 win over the New Orleans Saints on Monday Night Football. Tom, what do we see? What do we like? Hey, Fred. Thanks for having me back. Um, no, I thought that was an awesome game. Uh, I, I honestly did not expect that, actually. I was sitting on my couch and prior to the game, I, I gave my final prediction. I thought it was by the Saints, all the preseason badness kind of came back in my brain and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you know like watching the first little bit of the game and, and I think it was like 3-3 three, three, and then 6-3 Saints and Bradford exploded and he's throwing 25 yard passes 32 yard passes to Thielen that first touchdown and then all of a sudden we're rolling and we never look back it was awesome to watch a good feeling to start 1-0 yeah Sammy Sleeves uh Threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Probably the biggest thing, though, is he got that protection from the line we were looking for. What were your thoughts on the line? How much did they look improved over last year? And is that sustainable? Yeah, I mean, what a difference uh, three seconds is from two. Um, it's like we did, Sam, like two or last every single play last year. If you get three and, and more than that um, on Monday night, I, I, I thought the line played great. They made holes for Dalvin late, too, and uh, Nick Dorland was kind of gassed. And we ran out the clock on him to do it that way. Um, but the line looked great. It was good pass pro. It was good in, uh, in, in run blocking. You know, I, I think that. 
Can we expect this on a week-to-week basis? I don't know, uh, but definitely a good first sign against an okay Saints pass rush. So definitely like a, a very, very positive sign, especially that Sam got you know, hurried only twice and sacked only once. So. Yeah, and Sean Payton definitely helped too, but Dalvin made us forget about AP pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, man. Dalvin looked awesome. Yeah. I mean, he breaks Adrian Peterson's record for a rookie rushing game. I think he had like something like 137 total. He's got the pass. I know he dropped like one or two, but he, you know, he could do things that um, Adrian could never do. And, you know, Adrian's probably the greatest running back of all time. So it's a different dimension uh, when you talk about a guy who can also pass block and catch passes. Like, he was awesome. I can't wait to watch him this year. I mean, speaking of Adrian, how lost did they look? With they, it seemed like they had no idea what they wanted to do with him, how they wanted to use him. They did. The Saints didn't seem. You almost thought that signing made no sense, but Sean Payton has to have a plan. It doesn't look like there's a plan. I didn't think there was much of a plan. I mean, they kind of showboated him out there, you know, to kind of like scare us. He had that nine yard run smashing game, and then he missed irrelevant the rest of it. I don't know what they're going to do. Honestly, I think they might cut him. He might end up in. Oh, with the Cardinals in Arizona? Yeah, I can uh, see him maybe in New York with the Giants, too. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. I mean, they like uh, the two other backs they have. I mean, Ingram was a 1,000-yard running back last year. Are you going to just, like, let this guy sit on the bench so you can, like... And let's not forget, like, what the Vikings have basically had to do in the last, like, you know, seven of the last ten years, the first three, I think we were balanced with Adrian, is, like, you have to build your entire offense around him to make him effective. Right. And... If you're not willing to do that, he doesn't really bring anything to the table. So he's not like a plug-and-play running back. He needs to be a focal point. Guys, the pilots have been saying that this morning. I couldn't agree more. And he might just fade away until he gets to a team in a position where you know, somebody wants to work horse back him again. So Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's going to be a fit there for the long term. So sleeves obviously looked like basically Joe Montana played pretty much a perfect game, fitting balls in places that you didn't know throwing guys open how much can that be attributed to a pretty young pretty weak secondary to New Orleans and what can we expect next week against Pittsburgh hey listen I think all things fell into place for him I mean that's why he had that great of a game you know like I think we game planned well for him I feel like people got open I feel like we got the looks they wanted I feel like they made the adjustments after the first couple drives that led to all the deep passes you saw but you saw in that game what you, I think Sam Bradford is, which is a big-armed, extremely accurate quarterback where if you give him time, he's smart enough to find people open. Now, I'm not saying he's Peyton Manning or even Drew Brees, but if he can be, you know, you know, encroaching on top ten, that makes us look pretty dang good. I mean, I, I was extremely impressed. I think he showed number one overall pick talent on Monday night. I mean, that's that was the guy that the uh, Rams were drafting, right? That was him. Like, when you, if, you, if you took that game as a microcosm, you would think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, but he's got to be consistent. He's got to produce. You know, if he comes out and just lays a deuce in, in uh, uh, Pittsburgh, we're going to think differently, right? We're going to be like, oh, here we go again. Up and down, up and down. So, right, right. Yeah. Well, like you said, it is one game. Um, we'll take it to what it is and move on to this week. But... Uh, why don't we finish up with a prediction for Vikes like, Steelers this weekend? Uh, I like us, honestly. Um, I think this week on Tuesday, the, the money line opened up. It was uh, like, you know, Steelers seven point favorites. The spread's gone down because of so much money coming in and banging on the Vikes. That's usually a good sign. I think Wally texted me, Vikes are like something like. 16 and like four or something like that against the spread on the road under Zimmer. Um, something I can't remember exactly what it was. I, I like it. Um, I think that we, I think we win. I think we start 0 2. It's like the Steelers played so crappy against the Browns, arguably the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. I'm going to go 24 to 18 Vikes. I think we harassed Big Ben all day. Um, I think Bradford does enough, and I think that we surprise everybody in high steel. I love it. I mean, uh, I think it's definitely going to be a test for uh, the defense of Rhodes on Brown. Um, yeah, you, as you said, Pittsburgh struggled last week against Cleveland, but they get another week back with Le'Veon, and 
I don't know. It's going to be tight right now. As you said, the, the lines come down a little bit. It's, it's at five and a half. Um, I see being something like 23-20 Steelers right now, but I could see it swinging either way. I would like to thank Tom for that interview. Obviously, everyone here in the uh, Minneapolis area is excited for the game on uh, Sunday. We'll see how uh, the boys show up. Um, like to make a quick plug for Model 284. Go check out their spreads and uh, their numbers. Check out what they got for this, this weekend coming up on the slate of games. Um, see what the model likes for overs and maybe which dogs are going to make you some money. Um, go check that out before you make any rash decisions like like betting or anything like that. Um, also, speaking of quick plug, we haven't talked about the uh, the softball team, but there's yeah, a couple is, of guys that are uh, that are slugging the ball pretty well. Yeah, a couple of guys happen to be standing out. Um, I, I mean, I, we're not. This isn't a brag. This is just this is simple facts and statistics. The uh, the two guys, two two handsome devils that give you your hammer the over every week, are also the uh, in the top two of every notable offensive statistic <laughs> for the uh, Winkler Mittens. I don't know. I mean, there must be something to this podcast or something in the water over here at the recording studio. I mean, I'm just looking at these slugging percentages. Uh, Evans Evans leading the squad with a, a one four six seven slugging percentage, <laughs> and I'm coming in second with a one two three five. So. Yeah, they, they were throwing meat last week. I guess it was uh, the weirdest thing. Everything seemed that is the ball was bigger. Ball or? hits, ball hits bat, and just I don't know, poke it out to left yeah. field. Uh, but yeah, we got a game uh, tomorrow. Double, double header tomorrow. So uh, tune in. I think ESPN two six p.m. Central Time. Mm-hmm. Um, got a big tilt against the Cuzzies. Mm-hmm. Not sure the the meaning on that team name, but. Um, yeah, open to open to get a sweep there and move to five and three. Yeah, I don't want to throw anyone too far under the bus here, but you'd like to see a little bit more production out of the Wrath Twins. They're hitting like a combined two ninety. Yeah, frustrating week for Dave last week. Um, and Mark haven't even, Mark haven't even seen Mark since game one. But you know, I think he's a kind of a late season guy, so he's going to come back next week and uh, show us what he's got. Once the weather changed, Mark comes out. Um, all right, so we're going to go through some of these uh, NFL lines for next week, tell you what we like, what we don't like. We'll start off with the Thursday game. you got the Houston Texans-Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, uh, it's at Cincy minus 6.5, over-under set at 38. Um, it, I'm going to stay away from this game. If I had to pick one, I'd pick probably Cincy minus 6.5 in a bounce-back game, and then I'd, you know, favor the under at 38 i don't really see either of these teams putting up more than like 24 points yeah those thursday games are weird too so stay away first technical color rush of the year though yeah you're right oh my so, gosh so what colors are we getting oh, we're think, gonna see some flaming orange yeah we're gonna, we're gonna see some i would guess we see some well i think houston's at home ah uh, so well, so what so i think we'll, we'll see some flaming red you and think some, they'll be red and some okay. all white for for the Bengals. Okay. I can do that. That's what I would guess. Uh, we got Tennessee Titans and Jacksonville Jaguars. Tennessee after that rough loss to Oakland and Jacksonville coming off their first uh, game one victory in the last six years. Um, so Tennessee's at minus too. two. Yep. Tennessee's at minus two over under set at 43. Uh, I still like Tennessee minus two. I think they are. I think 
the game against Oakland, I think Oakland's just a really good team, and I think that Tennessee is also a good team, and I think that that's going to come to the forefront, and I think Jacksonville kind of regresses a bit after a good week one. Um, I don't know. Over-under, that seems like a tough one to pick. 43. Yeah. I mean, actually, the, the Jaguars' D looked pretty good last week. Their secondary is a little boosted up this year. Um, but, like we said, I, I think the Titans are a good team. They just were subject to an even better team in Oakland. So, yeah, this is this is a tough one to take. I'd, I'd probably stay away myself. I actually took Titans at minus two. Hey, yeah. like it. Uh, we got Cleveland and Baltimore. Baltimore's minus eight after that uh, – Sort of surprisingly impressive showing out of Cleveland. Turned out to be pretty competent. Uh, Baltimore is at home. And uh, I don't know. I, I kind of like all these points that were, were given Cleveland. I think their defense is pretty solid, and they're going to they're gonna keep games kind of close. Um, I mean, Baltimore obviously blanketed uh, Cincy last week, but I didn't see much out of their offense. No. Over-under set at 39. I would maybe shade Cleveland at plus 8 in the under. Yeah, I'm with you there for sure. I think I think the Cleveland Brown effect is still in play right now. People aren't giving them the credit they deserve. Um, so I think this is a this is a good one to take. I uh, got yeah, Buffalo and Carolina. Carolina minus seven over under set of forty three. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think Carolina is getting a little bit too much too much credit here for their win against the Forty ers uh, They are at home, and Buffalo does kind of suck. But uh, I would I would maybe take Buffalo plus seven. Um, yeah, that's probably where I would go. Okay. Uh, we got New England and New Orleans. Nolens uh, at New Orleans. Uh, New England's got the uh, minus six and a half total set at a scalding hot fifty six. Yeah. Uh, that's a hundred percent based off of how bad both of these defenses played last week. Um, you had Sam Bradford tear up Nolens, and you had uh, Alex Smith. Um, take it to slice New England. Yeah, yeah, slice and dice. I mean, it'd be a fun one to, to bet the over on for sure. You'd this like is, to see all those points. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning on that over right now. I mean, I'd love to hit that over. I would probably do it just for the heck of it. It seems like fun. Um, and then I I don't know. I kind of like New England minus six and a half. I, I see Tom Brady just absolutely working this New Orleans defense and uh, winning by like, 10, 10 to 14. Okay. I think I'm going Saints at home on that. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a – I'm liking the over on this game for sure. It's going to be a high-powered uh, revenge game. Tom Brady wants blood. He wants to prove the NFL that, you know, they're back. But I think the Saints, too, are a better team than we saw last week, and it's going to be a shootout, and I like it to be close. Mm-hmm. We got Arizona at Indianapolis. Both teams coming off a loss. Uh, Arizona's favorite at minus 7.5, total set at 42. Sorry, 44. Um, boy, I would love to take Indianapolis at plus 7.5 because I think Arizona's going to struggle, especially without David Johnson. But it's it's impossible to bet on Indianapolis right now after watching them just get Close. run by Jared Goff. Yeah, and his toes in the uh I think it's <laughs> starting you, to excuse me. <laughs> I think you gotta go with Jacoby Brissett. I think that um if he's healthy, you got a little dinged up, Jacoby Brissett starts, but I, I would not I'm staying away from this game for sure. Um Philadelphia at Kansas City, Kansas City favorite at five and a half, total set at forty seven and a half. Um this is a tough one too. I actually I like Philadelphia a lot this year. I think I've said that probably three times in the last two podcasts. You're a low key Philly, or, uh, low key Philly said, fan. Almost said Phillies. Yeah, yeah Phillies. Phillies too. Phillies fan. <laughs> I can jump on that board. But I think there's going to be like I think this line actually ends up getting a little bit larger, maybe up towards seven, with people with that recency bias in Kansas City um, and hammering them, thinking that they might be the next uh, next Super Bowl champs. And I think Philly keeps it close in a in a low scoring affair. So I'm going. Philadelphia Eagles plus five and a half okay. and the under in Kansas. Ooh, you're doubling up. I like it. I think we uh, give Eric Eager a call and see what his thoughts are on that. But he probably wouldn't like it. I I made up most of that just on the spot right there. Yeah, but that's a that's a bet in mind. I mm-hmm. like it. You got the uh, Minnesota Vikings at the Pittsburgh Steelers. This one is set with Pittsburgh as a favorites at minus five and a half. Total set at forty five and a half. Uh, Boy, this is going to be a tough one. I think a lot of people are on Minnesota after that Monday night performance um, and uh, taking the points with, with Pittsburgh. I, in my heart, 
I'd love to just take Minnesota money line and watch them win outright. Yeah. Um, I stay away from this. No, no sense in making those those Vikes games any more excruciating than they have to be. But if uh, if I had to pick one, I actually would would probably take Vikes plus five and a half. Yeah, that's I'd be riding on riding on Tom's back there, and uh, I think I'd take the under if I were going to. I don't think it's going to be forty five and a half worth points worth of scoring, but whatever it's at. What's it at now? I got forty five and a half. Forty five and a half. Yeah. Um, Chicago Bears at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's Tampa's first game. Chicago obviously played Atlanta last weekend. Tampa's favored by seven. Total set at 44. I love this game. I love Chicago plus seven. Love those points. Love that Tampa hasn't played yet and Chicago got their feet wet. I I think the Chicago Bears might be my team this year. I think they're sneaky going to cover a lot of games. I don't think their record's going to be great. I think they're still probably like five and 11, maybe six and 10. But I think they're they're I mean they're given seven points. I know they're on the road, but their defense, their front seven is is good. It's a good front seven and um I think they're just gonna keep games tight. Yeah, I mean they showed that last week against Atlanta. Um Bucks coming off their bye week, so they're gonna yeah. be nice and fresh <laughs> off that bye week. <laughs> so I like that over for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you got uh, Miami Dolphins also in their first game at Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are four and a half point favorites. Total set at forty five. Oh boy, this is another tough one because you didn't get to see Miami play. Um, I was listening to some podcasts where these teams that they haven't seen play, they they haven't changed their rating on them based off of their preseason ratings. So. Boy, I, I I didn't hate the way the Chargers played on Monday night. I still think they're going to be uh, contending in the in the West. Um, I probably stay away from this game just because I haven't seen Miami play. Yeah, too much baby blue. Too much. Too much baby blue. Yep. Too much. I agree. We got New York Jets at the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Raiders favored by fourteen, and the over is forty three and a half. Um, boy. That's tough. Yeah. 14 points is so much to give in an NFL game. It's so easy. Gosh, there are so many different ways that the Jets could cover this game. I mean, just thinking about it, like those backdoor covers, mop-up time when the game's over after the first half. Um, I would I would stay away from this one. Um, I do think Oakland's going to, like, mop the, mop the floor with them. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. Uh, yeah, Washington at Los Angeles. Los Angeles Rams favored at three. Uh, total set at 46. This one I would probably shade towards Washington plus three. Okay. I kind of like that. I think there's a little bit too much love going to the, to the Rams right now. You're, just an, you're an NFC East guy. That's love what this coming down to. I know, I know you rag on that, that True. NFC East matchup every Sunday afternoon, but yeah, these are your games. These are my games. Speaking of which, we got the Cowboys at the Broncos. Uh, Cowboys are one and a half favorites on the road. Total set at 42. Uh, I like the Broncos actually at home. Those uh, home dogs, kind of love it. Yeah. Um, last couple quick, uh, Seahawks and San Fran. Seahawks are 14-point favorites. Total's 42. Uh, again, 14 points, just too much to give it in an NFL yeah, game. That's sure. crazy. I like this for the Niners. Um, Green Bay at Atlanta on Sunday Night Football. Atlanta, three-point favorites. Um, total's at 43-and-a-half. And I think you had something something to say about this total. Oh, Oh, for the overall under. Oh yeah. no, no, you're thinking. You're thinking. Uh, oh, was it? Patriots, Cowboys. Maybe, but, my, maybe but, my brain was thinking that. Well, maybe you were. So maybe we need to discuss. But I was actually. Yeah. Go ahead. Stuck on that NFC Championship game when the total was uh, like the yeah the total was set at like something ridiculous like sixty three and it it went over. Yeah. And uh, these two teams could just be in an absolute shootout. Obviously, you get in trouble. Got in trouble last week with Green Bay, but. It'd be a fun one to watch on Sunday night for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one too. First game at that that glamorous new stadium in Atlanta too, so yeah. uh, I think a lot of points to be thrown around. Then Monday night you got the Lions at New York. Um, Giants are favored at three. I would probably, if you're looking at the line, I would maybe take, oh gosh, Detroit, hope that Odell doesn't play, and uh, they're legit, and then the total is set at 43. Um, which actually we might as well just go into our over of the week right there Let's because uh, I'm taking the Monday night football game at 43 New York Giants and Detroit Lions 
That's my over the week. I think Odell plays, and uh, Eli figures it out, and Stafford continues to stay hot with his new weapons, and uh, we got got like a 50-point game. I think I'd hammer that. Hammer that over. That's a given. Um, Yeah, I'm taking Patriots at Saints. I think we touched on that a little bit earlier, but uh, the over and under is at 56 right now. Is that the official, Fred? Mm -hmm. That is. Can't confirm. 56. um, Like I said, Patriots coming off the loss. I think they – they come back to form. Saints at home. Breeze is always better at home. You can ask the model guys about that. Check their numbers. I think um, he's taller at home. Yeah, I think it's like two, three inches, right? Yeah, he's like six four at home. He's actually five nine on the road. Yeah, and actually Brandon Cooks is going to play for the Saints because yeah, and I think Colston too. He's, he's playing too. Oh yeah, he's actually yeah he's coming back. So Good. it's like a homecoming game. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm hitting that over for sure. Smart. Yeah. I actually like that. That'll be a fun one. I hope I hope it's just an offensive explosion. The over wasn't very happy week one. We'll chalk that up to rust and uh, maybe nerves for some of the young guys. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna get a bunch of a bunch of overs this this next week and week I two. Like uh, now we've got our unwritten rules, and uh, this one is is relevant to anyone in the workforce. It's happy hour. Happy hour with the coworkers unwritten rules you want to start us off yeah for sure i mean this is super relevant especially summer and fall for Mm -hmm. us minnesotans or springtime get on those rooftops but um i'm gonna start it off you got to make sure somebody's got that corporate card Mm -hmm. so if this is i don't know you know i don't know how big the happy hour is if it's you know just maybe a couple coworkers just going out for a few drinks Mm -hmm. but make sure somebody's got a corporate card to lay on Mm -hmm. so i actually i missed happy hour today what are you thinking? I um, had to get ready for the podcast. Okay. But uh, I would say rule number one for me is unless we're, like, bitching about it, no talking about work. Yeah. Like, I, I don't really want to talk about work outside of work. So I think that's a tough one, and I totally agree with you. Because that's, like, all we have in common sometimes. Yeah, it's the only common ground there is. But I think it's, like, you get that first beer, first drink, maybe, you know, Talk a little work if you have to, mm-hmm. and then once you loosen up, it's like, all right, shut her down. Shut her down. Let's, Let's do anything else. Yes, please. I, I'm bored with that. I like it. Um, all right, into my next one here. On the subject of that corporate card, make sure appetizers are rolling. Mm-hmm. Get your input in on what you want. Um, but I think the biggest rule here, you don't take the first whatever it might be, and you don't take the last. Mm-hmm. So let's say they bring out 12 chicken wings. Don't take that first one. Let don't somebody else grab one. it, and don't take the last one. You eat every single one in between, but just avoid the first and last. Yeah. You want to be that guy who takes the last wing, right? Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, my other one in this, I don't I don't know if this is just like in my experience or if this is like there's one of these guys all the time, but don't be the guy that feels the need to um, make sure everyone knows you drink on the weekend. I, I don't understand why anyone needs to know like that you drink up like oh if this were Saturday I'd be pounding back like seven more of these things like like I I don't care I just I'm, I'm here to drink like three beers and then and then go home yeah you definitely don't want to make that known um, you know guys get that line he's like oh yeah get that it's like they always say like, oh yeah I love these you yeah, know, oh, great beer hey what'd you oh, get oh nice yeah, yeah I love those yeah I love that beer don't yeah, be that I drink those all the time yeah, it's it's like, a- I, we're all adults here we can all have beer when we want to it doesn't need to be a thing yeah we're not in college anymore yeah I like that um, what else you got you got any more uh, I got just like I don't there's sometimes you get caught in those situations where you've got one conversation going on on your left and one conversation going on on your right and you don't really know what to do. Maybe this is big for me cuz I'm at a new company and I don't I don't know everyone that well, but I got caught in a situation where there was like four or five people to my left talking about their engagement stories and then four or five people to my right talking about cryptocurrency <laughs> and I I was stuck in limbo for a good 45 minutes. Yeah, that that's a dangerous spot to be in. That's less You're- of a rule and more of a just that could happen to you yeah and it's like oh it totally happened you just gotta it's all about the eye contact too like you know mm-hmm. you're kind of engaged in this conversation yeah. and then you look over and it's like oh this person thinks i'm listening to them too. yeah it's like, so it's i have, I have literally nothing to add to either of these conversations but just just be around so yeah pound your drink and then maybe go get another one and yeah. not go back oh there's one well no I'll, I'll leave that that uh that rule out um i had a rule decided against it okay we're not gonna push I'll it out you got any more I'm out. That's all I got. All right. I think that's good on unwritten rules. Uh, also, a new one. I don't know what we want to call this segment, but right now I just have it down as hate it or love it. Uh, the new iPhone. 
Um, and specifically the fact that it's going to have facial recognition to unlock your phone. Yeah. You hate it or love it? You know what? I love it. Oh, I love it. I hate it. It's it's the epitome. Of, I mean, it, it, laziness is all of a sudden at a brand new level. We can't, we can't even get the, our thumb. Thumb, the thumb over the, the circle. Yeah, it's like, okay, we got sick of doing the swipe. That's too much. All right, let's do the home button so it just detects our thumbprint. All right, now that's too much. Now you just lift your phone up and it just sees your face and unlocks. Oh, you fools! You're getting, you're giving them everything. Now they have like your your face. I'm sure they already have my face. They got it all. They already got it. You think it's too late? It's over. Every yeah, all these cameras everywhere. You're you got a front facing camera staring at you every time you're sending a text message or doing whatever on your phone. They can see her. Right? I have such mixed uh, feelings about corporations or governments or anyone having like all of my information or all of my like search history or all of my like pictures and stuff on the one hand it like i'm i'm the kind of guy that would like turn my location off of things just because i don't like people knowing what i'm doing but on the other hand like if the government wants to know what i'm doing like they can have at all of my information there's nothing on there that's that is even inter- if you're interested in what I'm doing on my phone, like have at all. Of it. Yeah, you go. Right ahead. You go right ahead and, and look through my my Twitter, my Instagram that has one picture on it. You can have all my search history. You're not going to be that interested in what I'm doing. There's yeah, nothing, if you are, then uh, yeah, it's something. If you are, then you just like a guy that you know. I, I have like three places I go. I go to like ESPN, Barstool, Twitter. Sometimes I'll check Facebook. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. Yeah. It, I mean, it's scary, though, because, I mean, you literally – I literally feel like they have everything they need, and it's just a matter of time until they need it. Yeah. Also, their iPhone – they're going iPhone 8 and then iPhone 10 because yeah. of, like, the 10-year anniversary or something. But they're just – are they ever going to come back? You can't go to 10 and then come back and do 9. Right. I mean, so they're just never going to do 9? I mean, I guess not. Or maybe they'll start doing – Well, now it's the, it's the iPhone 10, but it's the, X. the Roman numeral. Right. right? So maybe X. they're just doing Roman, Roman numerals now? Yeah, and they're just like Super Bowl style. Also, is this when they they get rid of the headphone jack and stuff? No, oh, it's gone already. Oh, it's already gone? one, right? Oh, really? So oh, what, it's history. What else have they gotten rid of that I have um, to buy? No headphone jack. What else? No, like charging there? phone? Like what? Oh, there's mobile? How about the wireless charging? What do you think of that? So there's like a little pad. You set your phone on it. No cord needed, but it's like, okay, my phone is dead, but I still yep. want to use it. So, so can you charge it? Like, yeah, can you charge? Do you have the option to use the cord? Well, I don't – yeah, I guess I guess you probably do have that option. That's true. So it's it's just a scenario. Like you just set it on the pad and it charges. I don't understand why that's, that's better. Not I don't understand why that's better than – Yeah, it just takes up space too. It's a bigger thing and it can't move anywhere. Right. That's a know. dumb. That's a dumb. Beyond me. I mean, I, they're just moving away from cords. No more cords on the headphones. I mean, uh, wireless charging. No more cords. Whatever. I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna buy it eventually. Probably like bucks, yeah. I'll probably buy it like two or three years after um, they have like new ones out. So yeah, I'll be late. I'm still working off the 5s right now. So can't expect me to be too too quick onto this train. Um, all right, I think that pretty much does it for us. Yeah, it's a wrap. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Absolutely. We'll see you guys next week. Of beauty. I'm I'm